0: Welcome back to the Millennials
1: Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. We are dry again this week, which is too bad because uh, this would have been a great episode for Marcus to be on. It deals with some of his favorite subjects. But Seth, before we started, you dropped a promise that you were going to revolutionize the podcast. And so I'm excited. I
0: have. Oh, you have? Is this not coming through? Oh. What the heck? Okay, we might need to cut this part. I, uh-huh. have, I have a soundboard. That okay. I had I was playing a sound on. I, I heard it the
1: second time you did it, I guess. Oh you did.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. So boom. It came in like halfway,
1: but okay, alright, so We have a soundboard now. You know what? It's like the space race. It takes a little time to get going, I think. There are some early failures that we'll
0: make up for. Baba boy. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. I think right. I think all the going pains have. I think we need that waveform. It is. I'm looking at the waveform.
1: Great. Just what we need for this fucking podcast is a goddamn soundboard. Another piece of magic I never understood is how to do a soundboard. No clue. Beyond me. Like, this. like Photoshop <laughs> <and> animation.
0: <laughs> I still. We talked about this before in the podcast. I don't understand what you don't understand about like Photoshop and like green screens. I don't, I don't. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> I so don't understand it, man. Don't know how people do it. How do you how do you take one picture
1: and you put a second picture into that picture? I don't know how you do it. How do you how you how are they Photoshop and Bernie into everything? I don't understand how they're doing it. I you don't know how you would accomplish. That. I just don't understand how you don't
0: know this. But okay, I don't, I, don't, I don't. How how do you how do you excise the Bernie part of the picture from the rest of the picture? You make a selection in Photoshop, and it selects all the things that aren't Bernie, and then you export that, and then boom, you have a, a Bernie with no background.
1: That seems like it will be an incredibly time-intensive process.
0: No, and in fact, it has. I, I started learning Photoshop this year. It is almost embarrassingly easy at this point. You used, well, to, you have to, split, like, used pixel to have to by pixel, Yeah, right? you used to have to go in pixel by pixel, like make a little selection. These days, they have a button where you just say, "Oh, do a smart selection," and you just go, "Bing, bing, 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 bang," and it just selects Bernie out of the picture for you. It just knows. How does it do that? It's the computers are smarter than us. They just know now. They know what pixels are Bernie and what pixels aren't. That's impressive. Yeah. So, the burning detection
1: system in Photoshop
0: is yeah. pretty great. It's embarrassingly easy now to do things like that. So,
1: well, I guess I have Photoshop. I should try it at some point. Yeah, it's very, very easy. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it and I'll try it one day. So, do you have like a physical soundboard? or you bought like an actual, like, Uh, like prop or component that you're
0: using well i have some of
1: those virtual ones well i have
0: a stream deck which i use for my stream to like switch Mm -hmm. scenes and to like do all random crazy shit and you can program it to be a soundboard so now i'm I'm using that to uh spice up the i think that we're like 147 episodes in we needed some kind of like jumper cable like Mm -hmm. uh kickstart to our system so the think, shot of adrenaline to get us going again. Yeah, so I think that the soundboard is gonna be able to do that for us. Well don't don't don't
1: don't drop it all at once now. Space it out I'm a not. little bit and surprise me.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I have. Cool. Hope your buttons are labeled. They are, they are. Um But yeah, so but you said we were talking about stuff that Marcus enjoys. What are we gonna talk about? We we're gonna talk about two uh, uh, two things in particular, uh, which is how uh, Reddit and GameStop are going to destroy the economy. Yes, I am very glad that I've read up on this actually earlier today because otherwise yes. I'll be behind. So I am acutely aware of Wall Street Bets on Reddit. I don't mm-hmm. do stocks, I don't care about stocks, I don't really even understand any of the words they say on mm-hmm. Wall Street Bets. But I know that every week or so I'm scrolling through the popular stuff on Reddit and I'll see one person that's like, I. I put $10,000 into the stock market and I made $100,000 and then now I have $0 and it all happened within a week. And that, mm-hmm. you see that post all the time and I find it hilarious. Uh,
1: so Wall Street Bets has realized at some point that uh, Melvin Capital, which is a legit hedge fund, was shorting the stock on GameStop. Yes. Now, you know how shorting works, right? We all watch the movie. <laughs> well, for folks out there who don't know how shorting works, it's actually incredibly stupid, and so we're going to explain it to you real quick. It's where uh, if you think a stock is going to go down in price, you can make money off of that. You're thinking to yourself, how do I make money off of a stock's going to go down in price? Well, it's quite simple. You borrow some stocks from somebody, like a broker, we'll say. Now, uh, and you may be wondering yourself, well, why would someone let you borrow their stocks Good question. No one knows, but what you do next is, you take those stocks and you sell them at the current price, and then you wait, and hopefully the stock price does go down before they want their stocks back from you. So you buy it at a lower price. You you give the stocks back to them, and you pocket the difference. Yeah. That's what you, your profit, and. There's other things. There's fees and, and taxes and stuff like that. But anyways, you make, a mo- you make money off of this. And at a high enough margin, you make a lot of money off of this. It's very, very profitable, if very risky. You know, because th- what happens when the stock goes up is now
0: you owe money to this
1: person. Yeah. Essentially.
0: Um, and so what happened so with this So Christian team, Bale invented this whole idea <laughs> of shorting stuff. And now we all live by it.
1: What's really funny is Michael Burry was the first person to notice this GameStop was being oversold. That's funny. Like, he, he tweeted about it, like, a month ago, and no one noticed until, like, uh, maybe a week ago. And so now, uh, what's happened is, as Melvin Capital tried to short uh, uh, GameStop, all or GameStop, GameStop, all of wall street bets has decided to go in on shorting it as well and as we know in the market when demand rises so too does price yep so stop so gamestop stock market or stock price went up so much today the nyse halted trading because it could not explain what was happening it was like the, your stock price can't double in a day it's not possible yeah. like something's gone wrong and uh and so now it went, it went to 144 dollars the peak and now it's down to 76 which is insane because it started the day at
0: forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, and it 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 shows the what do I call this? The one of the major problems, like the, if the economy and like the stock market was the Death Star, this idea is the button inside of it that destroys the whole thing. Yeah. Is that a bunch of people, regular people who just who, some of them don't even have a lot of money, just enough money to work together can. Kind of make insane stuff happen on the stock market level, because Wall Street bets. I mean, some people there are probably very rich, and some of them are, you know, not. But they work together on this stuff, and they have kind of just exposed everything about how terrible the economy is and how it just makes no sense. Because there's no reason. Like the thing about the stock market that doesn't make any sense to me. The same thing's happening with Tesla right now. Is to me, the stock market would make 100% sense Is if a company that was doing well always had a high stock price. That would make sense to me. If a company's doing well, a piece of that company should cost more than a piece of another company. But, because people have such a hand in choosing what stock prices actually are, technically, a company that isn't doing well, like GameStop or Tesla, can be the most like, sought-after stock. And... With Tesla, it's being handled by a bunch of, I don't even know, a bunch of high-profile people. But with GameStop, it's Redditors. And I use Reddit every day. I use Reddit more. I don't use it as much as some people, but I use it more than most people should. And people on that website are terrible. (laughs) They are dumb. They are bad at everything they do. (laughs) And the fact that they are controlling, I mean, in in some ways, a global economic power is hilarious to me
1: yeah and it's also not just gamestop um nokia their their price stock went up 40 percent today because they realized they were shorting them as well and so they're piling in into nokia as well um but what's interesting here is that because gamestop is not a very uh, comparatively speaking not a very large company to retailer mall based usually it's not a huge thing right yeah. There's a limited amount of stock that exists for GameStop, and so the Wall Street bets people have made a pact, basically, which says that when the call time comes for the, the the GameStop stock price, which will be like February 21st, I believe, to for this 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 venture cap or not venture capital, it's a hedge fund to uh, pay back those stocks. They are not going to sell for anything less than a thousand dollars a share. Yep. Which, if they did that, it will kill. This hedge fund, which great, already lost two point one billion dollars today. By the yeah. way, on this amazing, it'll it will kill them and literally anyone else who tries to jump in to help them and absorb the loss. Which some companies are, some firms already have done. Wall Street bets. I hate. I can't. Believe I'm saying this. There are two point one million people on Reddit who subscribe to this thing. How many of them are doing this? Could destroy the
0: stock market. And that, it's in a way. hilarious. Because and I, I was right before we started recording, I was scrolling through popular and I saw people who now it's like a big thing, a, a badge of pride on the subreddit to buy GameStop stock at the highest price it is because that that means mm-hmm. you're just taking more away for when that day comes. Yeah, and they're all it is. they're loving it and they're heroes. Yeah, they they might they might save the world. They might. <laughs> They're very stupid, but they're heroes. And I,
1: I'll, I'll hand them that. Like, they're like the guys who, who went up against the Nazis in Soviet Russia with no guns. It's like, that's who we're talking about right now. Just guys who got mowed down. Wouldn't it be
0: hilarious if the stock that breaks the stock market is GameStop? <laughs> because I didn't know this until recently, but GameStop... Well, I knew they weren't doing so good. I knew that. So they're like, what do we do? Because, one... Digital game sales have become so big. I don't. I haven't bought a physical copy of a game in probably two years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, with a lot of like with COVID last year, people weren't going places anyway. They didn't want to go to a place and touch all the stuff people already touched. So that hurt them. So I found out that um, GameStop has actually been trying out new concept stores in I think um, Minneapolis is where they have like a couple of these three or four stores. And um, what they want to pivot to. Is they want to pivot to being a place like a like, almost like a pc cafe or a tabletop uh place and a lot of people have made fun of them for this idea and i'm mm-hmm. like it might not be such a bad idea because yeah. there's already so many GameStops. and if that if all that real estate could be converted to people who want to play tabletop games or you know play like land parties i think that's actually kind of cool because these days if even if you live in a big city there's like four or five places to go to play uh, tabletop games and there's Mm. one rule they all follow if you go there and you play a tabletop game you have to be the worst kind of person in the world that no one would ever want to hang out with yeah maybe Mm -hmm. there are more of those places less of them will be populated by and i cannot stress this enough the worst kind of person in the world What's funny is, like, you go back
1: to a day or so ago, two days ago, everybody was saying, like, I mean, people didn't talk GameStop very much, but it was like, GameStop's business is failing, it's not doing very good, and today, all the articles were like, well, if you really think about it, GameStop's do- it's not doing that bad, they're fine, they've pivoted to, like, selling Funko Pops, it's gonna be okay, it's like, man, y'all are really reaching here to rationalize what's happening, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Maybe
1: their stock is worth
0: all this. It's not. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's the and that's another funny thing about the stock market is if a business that is doing bad for some reason has good stock price, they have to ra- They can't. They can't say that it's a fault in the stock market. They have to explain why that company is actually good.
1: Yeah. It's really funny too. Is how. This is actually going to save GameStop for like probably another year or so. Their stock price being buoyed by this is going to be. Because here's the thing: there's like, we haven't even seen the beginning of this. Because when the when the call comes, when the time comes to pay the stock back, the price is going to go vertical. This is described as a melt up in the in the financial industry. Is it's going to it probably it might hit thousand dollars a share. And if it does that, all bets GameStop off. buys Tesla. <laughs>
0: GameStop
1: <laughs> buys Apple yeah. at this point. <laughs> It's wild, dude. It's like, this is one of the craziest things we've ever seen. And it's all because of some morons on Reddit. Yeah. Who just started saying it. And people are like, oh, the SEC is going to step in. The SEC is going to step in. And no, people, yeah. not the Southeastern Conference. I know what some the football facilities- Conference
0: is going to do about this. Yeah
1: exactly but they like oh it's a, it's a conspiracy you know they can charge charge them with like you know conspiracy it's not it's just some people on the internet posting
0: let's do this yeah, no. it's not a crime that's like say that in that, that, that way every hedge fund in the world would be dead and that's what they do now i know they're not gonna do this but
1: if they did actually prosecute the reddit the maybe probably took wall street bets to fucking court <laughs> they would then to prosecute everybody else doing the same thing exactly. basically. And there'd be a stronger case against hedge funds because they do this as an actual organized activity. Reddit is not that. It's just a bunch of random people.
0: Yep. Of all walks of life. Ugh. Of all yeah. walks of life.
1: And I, I do worry for our Reddit comrades who might lose their shirts in this whole process because it might be, it's, it's possible this this venture capital, or I can't say venture capital, this hedge fund firm might just fold and just say, fuck it. Yeah.
0: But that would be... If they did that, then that would be admitting defeat, essentially. And the market does not want to admit defeat. You know what the funny thing is? You keep mixing up hedge fund and venture capital, and you know why? Same mm-hmm. damn thing. Yeah, much, much people with, with money, in quotes. Uh, no, I don't, like, here's the thing. If I go to Mark Cuban, and I'm like, Mark Cuban, how much money do you have on you right now? Mm-hmm. It would be, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred dollars. I mean, how much money can you, can you produce in the next hour, because in my mm. opinion that's how much money you have. You know? Right. How much money can these venture capitalists like, how much can they actually give out like right there mm. on the spot? That's what I want to know. I want cash right now. What exactly. can you give me? Because so much of net worth and all that is caught up in assets and stocks and I want like, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me because as we n- as we really. now know it's all made up. <laughs> it's just a yeah, b- it's fake bunch of numbers on a screen. So, yeah, and that's why hedge funds, venture capital, uh investment blah blah Googity guy, all the same mm-hmm. thing.
1: Yeah, I actually have. I I know I know a person who works in uh, in in finance, like high finance. Uh, they go by an internet uh, handle. Um, I'm going to shout them out here. Uh, Come shitter. Uh, That's amazing. Who works in finance, and their conclusion is that their job should not exist, mm-hmm. and that it's actually a negative value to society. That <laughs> it's taking away from the yeah. world, and not providing
0: it reminds me of that um, that moment in the office when they have like the new new co-worker in season three who um who came from the other office and they find out he's like a criminal he did like a white collar crime called insider trading and kevin mm. is just like i haven't explained it to me over and over because i'm pretty sure what he did is my job <laughs> and i feel like that's how these venture capitalists hedge fund people have to feel They have to be like mm. my jo- <laughs> my job should be completely illegal
1: I mean, we all watched a big short, and if you watched that movie and you understood it, you should be like, wait, how is this legal? What the fuck?
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if this is how it happened in real life, but at the end of the movie, even the characters who did the incredibly smart, profitable thing were like, that's pretty fucked up what I did. I really, I really oofed on this one, to be honest. I think Michael Burry
1: is one guy who said like, yeah, this is wrong, but I do it because it makes, it makes me money. Like... It's a bad thing, but fuck it. I mean, it's not illegal, you know? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it, it's been a pretty wild day uh, for stocks and for sanity, logic, I don't know Yeah. the result of all this will be. But I'm going to be very excited to watch it because this is going to be... A, this is not done. This will be a, a saga.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited as you have it. I, I've been keeping up with it randomly. uh and yeah, maybe maybe we'll do a, a GameStop watch every episode. so you see where that stock is going. Um, I've
1: had some good times at
0: GameStop, yeah. man.
1: I, I've gotten hey.
0: I mean, my, my wife recently scored me a PS five off of GameStop. Oh, nice! So I will be only uh, part of the elite class of people who are able to find a PS five. Yeah, there you go. So people who could hit F five fast enough. Not even fast enough. Just get lucky. Like you can at the right time. Yeah, just have you know, at the right time. I don't understand it. Okay. But yeah. So I,
1: I still remember. Uh, I've been to so many midnight releases at GameStop. Like when I went to get Skyrim, uh, they had a band playing the Skyrim theme. My lord. I think it was. I think it was the college that put it on for some reason. But it was a, a full band outside of
0: GameStop putting on the the Skyrim main yeah. theme. I call the college sponsored a Skyrim release, which is it's just like because that's <laughs> that is what everyone's gonna do instead of doing their schoolwork for the next yeah. year. <laughs> well,
1: when Skyrim comes out on the PS Six, by then Bethesda yeah. will own a college probably. Yeah. Um, I remember I remember waiting in line for Halo Three. Me and you waited in line for uh, for Brawl.
0: Yeah, Brawl. That was some good shit. I did one game other Stop. Game. I did the other Smash the new Smash Brothers Wii U. I did there as well. So yeah. I don't know. I kind of swore them off a couple of years ago. Um, but well, yeah. me and you are pretty much like mostly digital at this point, right? I'm like, digital. I mean, honestly, I just I mostly use Steam. If I buy a game on a console, it's normally digital as well.
1: Yeah, I um, mean, it's it's bad for them. It's, it's terrible for their business, but it's the way of how things going to work,
0: I guess. Although when I got, I did get a PS5 bundle that comes with Demon Souls and Miles Morales, and those are both on discs. So I guess GameStop wins on this one. Yeah, I'll use a disc fair again, enough. buddy. <laughs> um oh man but yeah we uh i guess we're glossing over the one thing we're obligated to talk about oh, what's that Seth? presidential inauguration oh right we got a new president right we reigned, Some guy? In, we reigned in an era of sweeping changes yeah by putting joe biden at the head of our country mm-hmm. piloted by kamala harris clearly um so yeah, there was an inauguration, and thankfully, I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase former guest on the show Jess Rain, when she says that now that Bernie is no longer a threat to the Democratic Party, we can all be happy and make memes about him because, yeah. as we all know, Bernie Sanders stole the show, right? By just wearing regular clothes and being a smart person. <laughs> it's
1: been so funny to me to see the Bernie memes because, of course, it's a funny picture. Yes, it's, yeah, it, it, it but it's literally just a guy sitting there with some mittens on. Like, it's not a big thing.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, the thing that makes it funny is that, like, one, he looked like he was over the shit, which he probably is. And two, mm. he was actually social distancing unlike anybody else in the fucking room. And three, he didn't overdress like apparently you're supposed to. He just wore a coat. And he wore... The mittens were made by a working class teacher in... His, in uh, what. In Vermont. Vermont, yeah. I don't know why I forgot his state for a second. Um, who apparently like got a bunch of requests to make mittens for people, and she just had to be like, "I have an actual job, so I can't do this." Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the same jacket he always wears because yeah. he's probably
0: like a normal guy and has maybe two jackets, exactly
1: like, maximum.
0: And uh, but yeah, so that was that was the big story, and it was and yeah, I, I kind of agree with with Jess on this that it's like. It's, we we spurned Bernie all this time, and now what he gets out of it is to live in memory for, I, I guess, the rest of time. I'm, I'm already calling it right now 2021's big Halloween costume is going to be Bernie.
1: You know what's funny is I have not seen a single picture of Biden for the inauguration, but no. I've seen a million Bernie memes. I don't even know if Biden was there, honestly. I know Michelle Obama... Somebody tried to be like, oh, no, Michelle Obama is the actual CEO in the show because of her outfit she had on. And someone did this, like, incredibly dumb Photoshop of her having, like, a green lightsaber. And I was like, dude, she's wearing a purple dress with a golden buckle and a hood. That should be a red lightsaber. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, that's (laughs) stupid. And, yeah, yeah, people made a big deal. Like, I, I mean... People who I know for a fact were at the inauguration: Bernie Sanders, Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, I think, maybe Michelle Obama, uh, Kamala Harris, and then that the automaton that Kamala Harris is programmed to be her husband. <laughs> I think Joe Biden's wife was there. I don't. I don't yeah. remember Joe Biden. I don't remember him being there. Now, do you mean? Sorry, so are you referring to
1: Doctor Jill Biden?
0: Yeah, sorry. The doc- doctor, what's she a doctor o? history or something? Education. Oh, yeah. Um, so not a real doctor. So yeah, but, uh, I it reminds me of the scene in Brooklyn Nine Nine when they try to say that, that what you just said that you have to be a medical doctor to be a doctor, and he's like the word doctorate actually, <laughs> and he fucking yeah. blows up. I, I I'm
1: here to say if you have a doctorate and you don't practice medicine on people, I'm not calling you doctor. I'll call you
0: John Jones PhD. I will not call you Doctor John Jones. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Yeah. And uh, hey, nothing against having a doctor. If you have a doctorate in something, oh. that's a lot of work and a lot of money you put into it. But the mm-hmm. thing is, if I call somebody doctor, I'm expecting them because of the because of the way we have built our society. I'm expecting them to perform open heart surgery on me at a whim. So, right. I'm sorry if I can't call you a doctor all the time. That general practitioner, crack my chest open, buddy. Get in yeah. there.
1: It's time to go. I wanted
0: you to do a pre-autopsy. I want to know how I'm going to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, so speaking of doctors and of uh, and of medicine in general, I got to give you an update uh, on anime. Oh, no. I've watched another one, Seth. I've watched an anime called Cells at Work. You heard of this one? No. It is uh, an, ep- an anime about the body and how and it, a- it characterizes the cells of your body as anime characters going around doing jobs. You know, care- like the red blood cell carries oxygen and carries CO2. The yep. white blood cell fights uh, diseases and stuff, b- bacteria and such. And the interesting thing is, is there's not really a plot mm-hmm. to it. It's literally just edutainment. It's literally just trying to teach you actual medical shit. Mm-hmm. And it's not... It takes some license with it, obviously, but, like, mostly it is, according to doctors, an accurate, you know, depiction of how your body actually functions.
0: What was that game? It was, like, a, a series of games on the Wii that was about doing surgery, but it was anime. Trauma Team? Trauma Team. Trauma some, trauma Center. Was that, is that what it's called? Trauma. It had to have some weird word in it, like, cross. Was it Trauma Cross? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It might have had something. Like, like some, it was something trauma, like something. But I remember that being one of the weirdest games <laughs> there is. It's, it's you have to perform medical procedures with your little Wiimote. but there's also yeah. a bunch of like anime waifus in the game, and I'm like, what? What? What is the message here?
1: And there are plenty of the waifus in in Cells at Work. I've learned from this show set that there are a lot of goddamn cells in your body, uh, more than I thought there were, and of different kinds, like. I thought you just had white blood cells. No, dude. You got like 18 kinds of motherfuckers up in there. Did all kinds of crazy shit. 18 kinds of white blood cells or 18 kinds yeah. of blood cells? Okay. 18 kinds of just white blood cells. There's a white blood cell stuff called a natural killer cell.
0: We should probably get rid of that one.
1: <laughs> no, that one, that one fights cancer. We want more of that one.
0: Okay. Maybe we should call it something better, Then Why do we we'll call it the <laughs> cancer fighter? That sounds cancer fighter much more appropriate.
1: So it's like, it's interesting. And then there's, but there's a, there's a a season two happening now, but also a spinoff of the show called Cells at Work Code Black. And this one is interesting because it takes the setting and moves it from a, a, a healthy human body to an overweight, alcoholic, smoking, like 50 year old man Mm -hmm. and shows you what that would be like with all the cholesterol buildup in the, in the veins and stuff like that. And also gets a little bit more, uh. I guess you would say raunchy because the white blood cell is now a, a big teated anime woman and who, uh, who fights stuff. What in the goddamn hell you target? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and also there was an episode about, uh, having an erection. It was d- depending how, how boners happen, uh, which is that your red blood cells go into your boner and push really hard until it, uh, it goes up, and then it fails, and he takes Viagra, and you see how a Viagra works. So
0: this, I mean, boners are crazy, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are. The fact that it just goes from, it just goes up, down, that's... I'm sure an anime did, I mean, I guess if this anime was accurate, maybe it did do justice to the whole process. Well, you never see
1: the outside of the body, you only see from the inside.
0: So it's what like your, Osmosis what Jones, like, but without the outside parts. Exactly, it's the animated series *Osmosis Jones* with no Bill yes. Murray. Got it. In this
1: version, the penis has a bunch of like chambers that are like metal, like a submarine, and the cells go inside and push on the walls to expand the size of it. That's, so that's how it works on the show. Um, so it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. There's, there's a line in the show where an anime woman looks up from a computer and says, "The erection has been achieved," which is <laughs> pretty funny.
0: Erection <laughs> affirmative.
1: Yeah. Exactly. There's like a computer readout showing the boner, and then the the, the the sperm comes out, and there's like a cynical red blood cell who's like, you know, the guys watch masturbating, right? Like it's not really going to anybody. Yeah. The, the
0: downer of the group. Yeah, and then gonorrhea shows up in the next episode. They fight gonorrhea. Has anybody ever done like a like a a kaiju in the body, and then like gonorrhea could be king gonorrhea, like king Giodora? Has that happened?
1: That would be interesting, Seth. You should pitch that to these guys. And make cells at work.
0: I should, but I did just broach an interesting topic because mm-hmm. we got a trailer for a movie. Yeah, that's true. That we we're interested in.
1: It. I'm. It's. Is it, is it. Is it King Kong versus Godzilla? Or no, Godzilla it's just King Kong
0: versus Godzilla. Okay. Um. It looks kind of dope.
1: It was interesting because I like the trailer. I liked it. Don't be wrong. Yeah. But it had a like a hip hop. Uh, song playing in there, like a hype like a hype track it going. It did, it was
0: very like a trailer for like a Creed movie almost.
1: Which I liked! Very different from the normal sort of like orchestral, like you know, rising tones of a kaiju film. Instead, this one had like a, a hip-hop vibe yeah. I very much enjoyed. Also, I guess
0: King Kong has a nuclear energy blocking axe? Okay? Why not? See, that's the thing for me is like, is there's some people who are like, oh, that the last king of King Kong, what was it called? It's um, called Skull Island. Right? No, 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 not Kong. The last Godzilla movie, King sorry. of Monsters. King of Monsters. People, are like, that movie sucked. It was so bad. Story didn't make any sense. Acting was bad. I'm like, yeah, but a giant monster fought a bunch of other giant stuff. So I'm, I'm sorry, but it's a, it is a masterpiece. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah, and that's what I want from this. I just want a couple of big monsters. And fight each other. And apparently, I'm a big, dumb, stupid doo-doo brain. Because at the beginning of the trailer, they tease Mecha Godzilla, Which is... It could, could be even more insane. I thought it was Mecha King Ghidorah. Maybe.
1: Mecha somebody. remember Ghidorah's head's alive at the end of uh, yeah? King of the Monsters.
0: So... That's cool. Like... Yeah, like...
1: If anybody tells you... Okay, alright, motherfuckers out there find me on the street and explain to me the plot of Godzilla versus Biolanti. You try it. You try it for the plot of that movie to me. Yeah. And then we'll talk about whether or not I care about what the human characters are doing.
0: And people were like, "Oh yeah, they made that Godzilla with, you know, Brian Cranston and Aaron Taylor-Johnson and all that." And I'm and they're like, "Oh, there's so much wasted time." And I'm like, "I agree with you. There was it should have been more Godzilla." Yeah. But that movie Still great, because it's got Godzilla that in was, it. I'm sorry. That was Gareth Edwards, right?
1: Yes. Somebody once described it as, because he made monsters before this, yeah. which is what got him his Godzilla ticket. They were like, if Gareth Edwards could have showed you that last fight in newspaper clippings, he would have. Like, <laughs> instead of showing you I was like, you're right. I respect it, and I but I want more monster fighting is what I'm here for.
0: Yeah, because a way to make me love any movie is to write a regular movie. And then for the lead of the movie, cast Godzilla. Yeah. And it'll be a good movie. Yeah. Name any movie. Forrest down. Gump. What if, if Forrest Gump was Godzilla? Incredible. It'd be, it would be horrifying in all ways. Even, even Vietnam? Man, that would be over. Oh, man. It would have been. It just depends who he's fighting for, honestly. I guess he's just fighting for himself. He just kills both yeah.
1: sides. I did. I It was... Um, so, the thing about human parts of Godzilla movies is that's the tax you pay
0: to get to the fun part. It's like, you gotta yeah. eat your vegetables to get to your candy. That thing is, is that what it was Yeah, a lot of times it's like, well, a movie is like an hour and a half to two hours long. These days they're all fucking two and a half hours long for some reason. So it's like, I mean, you can't always have big monsters fighting because that would cost you much money. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, how about this? I will pay the same ticket price to watch just 30 minutes of monsters fighting. I don't need to hear Kyle Chandler say, Godzilla's killing people, we don't know why. Even Mm -hmm. though that is hilarious, to have Kyle Chandler saying that. I don't need it, though.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm I'm with you, Seth. I'm 100% agreed. Cut out the parts I don't care about. Show me the good stuff. I'll pay the same price. Imagine a
0: hardcore Henry-style movie, but it's Godzilla. You're seeing everything from Godzilla's perspective.
1: That would rule. I would watch the shit out of that hardcore henry by the way unsung uh great film
0: in my opinion it's fun it's it's the same thing with the giant monster movies it's like does hardcore henry have a groundbreaking story for an action movie no but a guy punches a bunch of other guys and it looks really cool when he does it what what am i supposed to what the
1: villain randomly has telekinetic powers why is this we never know who cares
0: it just becomes convenient at one
1: point so it happens he he literally jumps on corpses this guy's is TKing up into the air to punch him in the face i don't give a shit that's cool yeah
0: that's awesome so i will not be shamed for loving that movie it was, it was no. one a, one a great theater experience because it was one of the many yeah. movies that me and you saw with one other person in the theater <laughs> <laughs> on an opening that weekend <laughs> yeah that movie did not do
1: very well, but it was very fun to
0: watch. Yeah. I was just talking to my former guest, Ben. I was talking to him about Scott Pogan versus the world and how just that moment in time, like when we read the graphic novels, the game came out, and the movie came out, was like one of the best times to look back on because it was just so fun. Mm-hmm. We also remembered how we went and saw it in theaters, me, him, two of our friends, and two other people on mm-hmm. opening day, like the 7 o'clock showing yep and mm-hmm. it sucks Cause that movie now has an incredible cult following and it got on netflix and stuff and people realized how great it was but it was such it was such a failure at the time and i i had to be i had to be the guy who was like no this is actually amazing and you're wrong and now i've been vindicated because yep. everyone loves that movie now
1: it had a very great uh size roller beating beat-em-up character or game too as well which i just said that. i
0: said the, the, the novels the game the movie oh. everything the game actually just got a re-release I saw uh, that. Yeah, which Ben is playing on his Twitch channel literally right now. So. Oh, nice. Uh, if you're so listening you're to this live, right
1: <laughs> then. Somehow. <laughs> yeah.
0: The NSA guy who's listening. Yeah, NSA
1: guy, go check out Ben on Twitch. Yeah. You ever that game had the longest credit sequence ever. I've ever seen in a video ever. game?
0: I don't think anything even matches it. Not and I have course. no idea why. Like, I'm sure a lot of people worked on it, but, like, did more people work on that game than, like, Red Dead Redemption 2? I, I think it was just that every single person who worked on the game had their own title card with some yep. pixel art in the background. Just, just one by one, everyone was named. It's like a four-hour credit it, sequence.
1: It was like a, a showcase for the pixel artists, really. Like, yeah. show off all the cool stuff they'd done. Um, I think last we talked about the Snyder Cut, so we're going to skip over that. Yep. No, we talked uh, about it for about 45 minutes. Yeah uh i guess Joe biden's president now i was not saying we keep we happened.
0: keep just go, skipping right over the fact that there's a new president once because it, yeah. it doesn't really matter but first of all donald trump one of the most hilarious presidents of all time he leaves on the most hilarious note ever by not pardoning all these people who just assumed he, he was going to pardon them yeah. They're like, we all stormed the Capitol. Trump's gonna love us. He's gonna he's gonna go through and learn all of our names and pardon us individually mm-hmm. in his last day in office. And turns out, they were wrong. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. Left him to rot, you know. And left on the announcement that he's gonna start his own political party. Yeah, I heard about this. The Patriot Party. I mean,
1: you know, it would be funny if that's what scares him—the Republicans.
0: Yeah, that, that would be funny. It would be funny if somehow, after all the all these years of trying, he was the person to break down the two-party system.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Although I feel like it would be more likely that the Patriot Party would overcome the Republicans and absorb them, because
0: what do the Republicans really stand for at this point, you know? It's, it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah so that happened and it was hilarious and like we mentioned he was just he was just selling pardon he was just like hey you can buy one from me i don't care he left early um which is hilarious obviously and uh but yeah so joe biden what is he what's he done so far we we, he has actually done some stuff he man he did some covid thing he, I think he, well, he reversed
1: Trump's uh, transgender ban for the military. Yeah. Which, I guess that's good for for LGBT rights, but also it's the military. I was about so. to say, yeah,
0: so it's kind of a double-edged sword there. Um, and oh, they kept the freeze on uh, student loan interest, which is nice. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: he, he, he stopped the deportations, but apparently ICE is still doing them. Wow! Just not listening to him because apparently you can just do that. Well, that's uh, not productive. Also, he wants to. Re- he's 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 going to advise they raise the federal, uh, federal not not federal, global countrywide, but federal job minimum wage to fifteen dollars by twenty
0: twenty six. So that's that's the re-election, or not even no, re-election. I mean, that's like. That's like reelect me and then even then it might happen.
1: <laughs> I don't think Joe Biden will be running in 2024. So no, no, I
0: think it'll be Kamala Harris.
1: Oh, for sure. And that'll be, and it'll be like, oh, you gotta, you gotta let me? So they make sure that still happens. But again, that's not, that's for federal workers, you know? And the, the hope is, I guess, that they'll raise the minimum wage to compensate, but they're not going to do that. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And there were also some, so the other memes that came out of the inauguration that weren't as popular, um, mm-hmm. but one that one that you shared to me that was amazing was the Obamas hanging out with the Bushes, and they're all happy, and it's like <laughs> POV. You're a what was it? You're just an innocent kid in Iraq who's trying to go to you're school, an Iraqi
1: child to keep on on radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's what it's true. It's true, that's and fine. you know,
0: uh, I mean here's the thing. I understand that for some reason we all have to pretend to get along and all this, but tr- if, if truly, if, if George Bush was who George Bush is in everyone's eyes and Barack Obama was Barack Obama in everybody's eyes, those two would not be able to stand each other to have a conversation. No. But the fact is not at all. our political system is completely made up and the people inside of it pretty much just treat it as a way to schmooze each other and have a high paying job. Um, and a lot, a lot of the stuff you see at these kind of events just proves that. Because I, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, there is no person in our government who represents my opinions at all. Because even though I love Bernie and people like AOC and all them. No, because if you truly represented my point of view, you would not be able to get on the Senate floor without kicking Ted Cruz's ass every day. And I don't mean, like, you know, give him a little nookie. I mean, he would be beyond recognition. <laughs> like, right. how do you, how, how can you, because, like, there's this, all, this big Twitter feud between Ted Cruz and AOC right now. And I'm like, I'm glad people are going after him, but why is this happening on Twitter and not, like, every day on the Senate floor? And people, like, yeah. like, why are people not just berating each other all the time? Bring back caning. Something i mean that's an idea
1: let's just let's just let seth rogan loose on the senate floor and see what happens oh
0: yeah that's the other amazing twitter feud is ted
1: cruz and
0: seth rogan yeah that's did not see that one coming yeah um that's just how sad it is i mean ted cruz is obviously he's i mean we shouldn't make fun of him he's emotionally distraught because of the closing down of parlor it was it was his own, his one true escape from the world around him, um, and there they wouldn't show that he likes BDSM stuff like Army Hammer. They would yeah. uh, Army Hammer's got a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> oh boy! But but yeah, so he's he's probably broken up about that. So he's taking his frustrations out against uh, celebrities on Twitter.
1: Yeah. It's uh, our politicians are having Twitter feuds. It really does feel like real dying empire vibes. Like this is what time
0: is being spent on right now. Exactly. And I I mean, once again, I sure it's, it's fine that people go after each other and talk shit because it's better than a long time ago. People just wouldn't talk shit at all. People would just keep everything inside. Mm -hmm. I guess it's better that they're being honest, but man, I want some action. I don't. I don't want just Twitter remarks and oh, like the whole thing the AOC is doing. As much as I respect her, is just like oh, Ted Cruz, you should resign.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, he's not gonna resign because you tell him to. No, you have to do you have to do something way more than that to get Ted Cruz to resign.
1: Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, I mean, I guess it's fun to own him, but like calling for him to resign, it's like. What are you even hoping to accomplish here? That was a call for one of those called for Trump to resign. Also, owning
0: Ted Cruz is not hard. <laughs> no. He's a man right. whose favorite food is soup, by the way. I mean, put a mirror in front of him and you've pretty much done half the work right there. Yeah. Especially these days, man. Do you remember what he used to look like back when he was gonna back when he was like slated to run for president? Yeah. He I remember. used to he used to be kind of a slim, kinda, you know, not muscular, but you could tell he like mm-hmm. put some work in or whatever. Guy, Republican looking guy. Still weird face. Yeah. But man, now he looks like, he looks, it was like, he used to be Michael Showalter in Wet Hot American Summer. And now he's Michael Showalter today. <laughs> it only took four years. For for anyone who understands that reference, you're probably eating it up right now.
1: Yeah. All our Wet Hot American Summer and Michael Showalter fans. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's just like useless time being spent on a spectacle. You know, it's not really changing anything. doing anything. Like, who cares? We're having fights, arguments. Yeah, I don't I give a fuck. If
0: all these politicians were honest and were like, oh, you know what? I did something wrong. I should resign. They wouldn't do the wrong thing. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. No.
1: That's not how it works. But, Seth, have you, have you seen the biggest – I mean, we should, we, we're going to boil the lid off this right here on this podcast. Okay, yes. Finally. The biggest conspiracy happening right now in Washington. Yes. Yes. To try and make Dick Durbin and Chuck (laughs) Schumer look human. Dick Durbin. That's his name.
0: Oh, no, I'm I'm not aware of this.
1: There's a show on TV right now, or coming out soon, I don't know, I never heard of it until today, called uh, The Alpha House. Have you seen this? Yes. That show's already come out, right? Is it? I don't know. John Goodman's in it. They play, like, Republican politicians. Yeah, that show is from
0: years ago. That show is, is it? from like when Amazon Prime first started doing original
1: content. Wow, because the the clip I watched today was trying to make it seem like it was happening right now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm um, sure. unless they're doing like a new season out of nowhere. That that show has been out, but yeah, go ahead. But
1: anyways, so it's based on it's like a bunch of politicians live together in a house. Okay, and it's like real shit.
0: Real quick, Alpha House ran for one season in 2013. Oh my god!
1: All right, yeah. my information's outdated then. Anyways. They're trying to show this this house that apparently Chuck Schumer and Dick Durbin and some other asshole live in, they don't really care to learn his name, who are all Democratic senators. And it's like the most run-down pigsty of all time. It's filthy. There's just like shit thrown everywhere, like deodorant. They're sleeping on couches. There's fucking a chair is broken. They put a board over it. And it's like, yeah, this is where we live. You know, this, this is how we live. When we're in D- D.C. There's this a little townhouse together, all of us, you know, just guys throwing it up at night. I sleep on this like shitty futon every night and it's uh so fake that's not real that's not how they live but i appreciate the effort they went to to set dress it to make it seem like they're human beings living yes. on a, a pigsty I, I love it too because they're like what how do poor people live and they probably just yeah. design
0: what they imagine
1: people live like they're like here's our, our record player which was put in the house in 1974 and has never been taken out here are all of our vinyls that we did never get rid of and i'm like, again. Attention to detail. I, I appreciate, but this is not real. You don't live like this. We all know Chuck Schumer. At, at nighttime, he goes into the basement underneath the Capitol building, and then he crawls into a, a slick pod, and then is frozen overnight as he descends into the ground to be thawed out tomorrow morning. Yeah, to once again be fucking useless.
0: <laughs> Absolutely useless. Um, yeah, he's not- like he's
1: like, he's like He's like he's like Osmosis Jones, like the fucking pill.
0: That's what he looks like, Os- he looks like from sleeping. I got two things real quick. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this house these guys are living in, apparently, as some kind of, I guess, online comedy sketch. I don't know. Um, it reminds me, it brought back a memory of Parks and Recreation, which is, for all in, intents and purposes, a very, very well-made comedy. But these days, it's got a lot of shit that makes me very angry. One, mm-hmm. The first one, which is related to that, is when they do that really, really dumb joke where Cory Booker and that other old ass senator have like a bluegrass band together. And I'm like, oh you you are wasting precious minutes that could be spent with characters I care about to do this dumb joke with two people who can't act. So that was one thing that pissed me off. The second thing is, and I'm calling him out, Mike Sure, mm-hmm. once again, the creator of some incredible television. You know, Office, Parks and Rec, Good Place incredible stuff mm-hmm. at one there was an episode of parts of recreation where joe biden was on the episode as joe biden meeting leslie nope the main character who was a big fan of him whatever i don't care she's a she's supposed to be a liberal wet dream character that all checks out honestly mm-hmm. but and you know it's joe, it's joe biden he's you know he's a f- a, probably a fan
1: of what what are you a fan of in Joe Biden? Yeah, that, I'll tell you what it is. It clear. I'll tell you what
0: they're fans of. He stood next to a black guy for eight years. That's true. He's incredible to liberals. Sorry, continue. Exactly. Mike sure, after the inauguration, made a comment. He was like, oh yeah, the thing about Joe Biden is he's actually a great actor. And I'm like, okay. I know, I don't, I don't have to do this, but I'm going to. Marlon Brando is a great actor. Yeah. Robert De Niro is a great actor, Joaquin Phoenix. Is that? Are you telling me that if Joe Biden was in The Godfather instead of Marlon Brando, it would be the same movie? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm. Sh- I know you just wanted to have a little, little funny jape, a little, a little line about Joe Biden being on your show, but watch your fucking mouth, Mike. Sure, <laughs> you don't disrespect years and years of a, of a yet to be perfected craft. You don't, you don't disrespect my boy Dan Lewis. That's what I call or Day Lewis. We're on, you know, speaking terms. First, first name terms. You don't respect, you don't disrespect him like that. So fuck off with Joe Biden being a great actor. He said the lines you wanted him to. He said. I was trying to
1: come up. With an actor that I think was comparable to Joe Biden, and the one that came to mind is uh, Jamie Kennedy. But that's disrespectful of Jamie Kennedy. That's incredibly much better than disrespectful of
0: Jamie Kennedy.
1: I'm just trying to think. Who's a meme actor that, that you that you could say who is bad at acting? Like 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 who is there? I mean, I
0: think it's just it's not even it's not even bad. He just had Joe Biden did what most regular people would do. They he just got in front of the camera and said the line. Most people, 99 percent of all people are terrible at acting. Yeah. Like, the actual idea of acting. Like, mm-hmm. even even the... acting, acting Yeah, even acting. Place. Even the smallest, most minuscule part in a, a major movie, that mm-hmm. person's doing a lot of work to get that right. Yeah. Most people just can't do that. I can't... I'm not going to fault Joe Biden for that. You know? He, he did what he had to do. They wanted him on the show. They got him on the show. He said his line. But don't you ever call him a great actor again.
1: He did, did about as good as those two, those two baseball players that were on um, uh, Always Sunny for that episode where they they went to the charity dinner.
0: Are you telling me that if Joe Biden played Fraser Crane <laughs> instead of Kelsey Grammer, I'd be sitting here watching eleven seasons of hilarity all day? I don't think so, buddy.
1: Do you think that Kelsey Grammer has a dark clone named Kelsey Mathematics? <laughs>
0: He is he's he like an Avengers for like every subject. There's that many Kelsey grammers, <laughs> Kelsey history. I, I think we we always discount how interesting his name is. Yeah, it might be. A, I guess it's a stage name. I have no idea. But even if it even if it is Kelsey Grammer is something really crazy to come up with. So
1: because Kelsey is a girl's name. Yeah, and then grammar. I've never heard anyone with that last name before. No, but. One of the Capitol Police officers that I think died in the riots was named uh, Sicknick. So anything is possible.
0: Oh, wow. So his real name is Alan Kelsey Grammer. Interesting. But he okay. went with Kelsey Grammer as his name, which I guess that makes sense. Alan Grammer
1: is not bad. I would change my stage name to Alan Hammer. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs>
1: the Hammerman. The Hammer Man. See? um so yeah i think there's been uh in terms of politics uh it's slow now trump's gone it's slow it's slow yeah not going on uh i think that so here's something i didn't want to talk about on the podcast go this ahead an interesting thing that, that occurred lay it on um, me which is so oxford university as we all know was one of the primary uh, vaccine developers for COVID 19 and it was publicly funded because it's a university, right? And so, you well, they wanted to do this is unusual today, but not wasn't unusual a long time ago, which is to make their vaccine open source. We all know the guy who made the polio vaccine. What was his name again? Uh, Victor Polio. That's right. Yeah. He opted to sell it for nothing, like to to like give it away for free, which is what you should do because it's medicine. Well, Oxford's going to open source their vaccine, let anybody make it. You know, you know, of course, that were approved and you know could do it, and sell it. Right, Jonas Salk, huh? Jonas Salk, Jonas Salk. That's his name. Yeah. Um, they're going to do that, and it'll be great because it'll have been a lower prices for everybody. Easy, it's, it's just open source. It's easy for anyone going to hold it right and, and make it. But then they were convinced to sell their vaccine to AstraZeneca exclusively. And they were convinced by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.
0: Which means Microsoft.
1: Essentially, yeah. Yes. Bill and Melinda Gates, people people don't know, um, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a, a worldwide philanthropic charitable organization that does a lot of work in places like Africa fighting malaria. That's admirable. I'll give them that. They also promote a very weird birth control thing in Africa, which I feel is like, feels like eugenics, but whatever. But in this case, they, they explicitly for like asked, or I guess I'm going to say forced Oxford to sell its vaccine exclusively exclusively to AstraZeneca. And now AstraZeneca is failing to produce the COVID vaccine as quickly as they said they could and are not delivering it to the place they said they would either. So essentially, the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation is murdering people.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty fucked up. I, f- I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and say hats off to Bill and Melinda Gates for coming up with the biggest grift of all time where they create this foundation with their immense amount of wealth and they do they do good things, like you said. They do things that are on the face, objectively, on the outset, the facade is good. But then they use the influence they get from that to do a bunch of bad shit. Yeah, and convincing someone to instead of making something, uh, making a medicine to cure the the biggest disease we've had in the past very long time, um, to convincing to sell it rather than giving it away is, I'm gonna say scummy as fuck. It's pretty heinous. Yeah, that is on on par with saying Joe Biden is a great actor. (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say it.
1: I want everyone to know that uh, me and Seth don't have the capability to do this. We could, I guess. But instead, go listen to it. There's a podcast named Citations Needed. They did a great two-part episode on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which tells you, before COVID and all this, exactly how they were taking their charitable influence and turning it into media suppression of bad stories about Bill and Melinda Gates. It's fascinating work, and it really pokes holes in the good billionaire narrative built up around Bill Gates.
0: Wouldn't it be great if we were good at anything? (laughs) Because like you just said, we can't do this. It's like, yeah. First of all, they've already done it, so why would we? But second of all, even if they hadn't, would we be able to do this?
1: Probably not. Definitely not.
0: I don't have that. I've tried before. I'm like, you know what? I want to learn all about this thing. What do I do? I Google it. And then I read a couple articles and I get really bored. I'm like, okay, how does somebody go farther than that? how do investigative journalists and like these 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 writers, how do they how do they get past the the chuffa, you know?
1: Chuffa, that's a good word, something yeah. like that.
0: It's a Bruce Willis term.
1: Yeah, like right now, I'm trying to play a, a Monster Hunter game, and just learning one weapon has taxed my brain to its its end point. I can't learn all 14. Are you I'm playing, playing World or, or Rise? Uh, I'm, I'm playing uh, Generations Ultimate. Wow, so real nerd shit. Uh, Yeah it's a switch game i mean but like it'll rise is coming out soon so i'll probably transition to that but they look like this is the one that has the most monsters and so i'm like i
0: downloaded the demo for rise and i haven't played it yet because i'm like i already know how much of my brain this is gonna occupy while i play it i don't know if i have that room right now
1: yeah it's like so how do you become doctors i don't know no (laughs) no clue which I think we is a good argument for why we should uh, get rid of, the, of uh, uh, paying for college. Because then we can open the door to people who have the capability to become doctors but
0: can't uh, afford it. Yeah. Because uh, we need more doctors. Because if you have that motivation as just a person, you deserve to see it through. Yeah. Because I have almost none for useful stuff. How many people have been
1: locked out of career jobs that would have been great for but couldn't afford the education for it? You know? Yeah. And simple as that.
0: Uh, Wilson, well, yeah. what, what else you, is going on? What have you been? You mentioned Monster Hunter. You've been you've been twiddling your thumbs on anything else? You've been gaming. Uh, I beat the Final Fantasy
1: VII remake. That was a lot of fun. Second time through, uh, just to see it again and realize how awesome that uh, end theme song was. Uh. Been playing Monster Hunter. I've been watching anime. Like I said, cells at work has been occupying
0: my last week pretty much. Yeah, and that, since uh, you are watching so much anime, your cells haven't been at work. I'm gonna say I have that. not.
1: Look, I, I kind of feel bad watching this show because, like, man, I'm fucking all this up right now. My cells <laughs> are not doing great. I've lost a foot. That was bad. There's an episode in the show actually about what happens when you have a massive hemorrhage and uh, what it does to your body. And I was not happy for my blood cells.
0: So, poor they should guys. do a spinoff where it's somebody who watches anime all day <laughs> and <laughs> what they do to their body.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, though, man, I've been doing a whole lot of, of video games. I mean, what,
0: you're playing Breath of the Wild for your stream. Yep. So we'll Slay the Spire or anything else? On Slay the Spire. We've got a couple clears now as the first two characters still loving that game um into the breach uh, a game that i am so determined to figure out and get good at because I, it's a it's a roguelike that i've put between pc and switch probably 30 35 hours into and i've still only cleared the first two islands yeah which it's is tough it's a very very tough game and I've, I've i've always been bad at tactics games like normal tactics games are good because you know you you they save before each fight and you can kind of try your strategy out but into the breach is a roguelike obviously so it's hard and yeah so i'm so determined to one day solve that game but for now yeah i've been playing it I've, like i said i've cleared the first island second island haven't haven't cleared the third island just yet so yeah uh it's tough it's tough but yeah that's what i've been doing honestly oh and then playing minecraft with some friends So I have a question for you. How do you feel about the uh, Resident Evil Village game? I am not a Resident Evil person at all. Yeah. So I know there's a tall, a a big, big, big lady in it, right? How do you feel? The big lady is what is my my real point here. I mean, big lady's cool. I mean, not a lot of representation for big lady in uh in video games, movies, uh, television, music. So it's nice to have big lady. She's taking the internet by storm. She really has. I know people uh, have like tried to gone through and figure out exactly how tall she is and all this stuff. So
1: that's cool. Someone said just calculated about eight feet tall, maybe a little bit over eight
0: feet. Wow, that's a there. big lady.
1: That's a big lady, and that's just making her more appealing to a lot of people out there. Wow, uh, which is really just sort of I think I, Capcom knew what they were doing. Man, they, they understood what was going to happen. Yeah, they were like, "You little freaks, you'll love this shit. Look at
0: you, you little you perverts." Little... Dirty mud boys, like, let you me know what you want.
1: <laughs> oh, and mud girls, too. Don't forget about the mud girls who oh, love the big women as well. I'm just,
0: no, I, hey, I'm gender neutral. I just call everybody's a mud boy. Everybody's a mud Every, boy? Everyone.
1: You're all, you know what? You're all mud to me, motherfuckers. Exactly. You're just muddies. For ben- muddies. So, yeah, that's been a lot of great memes that come up because of the, uh, <laughs> the big lady. And... I kind of I will. I will play the demo. but It's only a on PS5, so I won't get to play it until
0: I've managed to acquire a PS5. Oh, so somebody's gonna be able to do that before you, and you won't because you don't like horror games, and I won't because I don't like Resident Evil games. Not really. I don't what? like. I don't like horror games. I'm sure I if think... I like horror games, Resident Evil will probably be my favorite one.
1: So you never played seven? You were you were watching Neo seven?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
1: because like. That game is intense. There's a moment in the game where, because, you know, it's like you, and you fight these, like, leech monsters, but also, like, these, like, dudes, these, like, crazy, you know, swamp yeah. motherfuckers who are trying to who are trying to kill you. There's a great moment in this game where the, like, dad of the family, you have a chainsaw fight with him, first of all, where he dual wields chainsaws at you, and you have a chainsaw as well, which is great. But before that, You fight him like he's chasing you around the house, and there's a certain time where you can get an animation that you don't always get, but sometimes it'll happen, where he takes a shovel, and he cuts your goddamn arm off, or your, sorry, your foot off, and then he takes your foot, and he puts it back on the stump, and it heals itself back together. And that's when you get your first hint that, oh, shit, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. It's a wild experience to see that happen. Damn. Um... Because in case people don't know, the main character of Seven and I guess Village now is uh, has uh, an infection that makes him basically unkillable, uh, which is not as great as it sounds.
0: I can't die.
1: Yeah, but you can experience all the pain and suffering of, of living. Uh, seven's a good game. I recommend Seven to anybody that comes stomach a I've heard, horror I've heard game. Seven's very good. It's definitely a different. It's a departure from all the all the ones before that. Yeah. Um, But it's it's pretty fun. I'm looking forward to Village as well. I'll play that when it comes out.
0: Nice. All right, Manuel. I think that's it. What if your name was Manuel? And you were like, Manuel. And I was like, what? And I was just starting a sentence that I had no idea where I was going. So I just said Manuel. Right, yeah. Well, that's the end of the podcast, I think. Yeah, Uh, luckily. I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch at part-time pretzel. Um, I stream on Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays currently.
1: Our art was done by Marcus Barkley, who was on this episode, but usually is.
0: You can find him on Instagram at Mister. Beaches. Our thing is on by so Ben Powell, who we mentioned earlier, who is streaming on Twitch. The Ben Powell has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling, and they're from the South. So if that, if that sounds interesting go, interesting, go check it out.
1: You can lead a horse to water, but you can't even get under it. Fuck the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> we have stopped trying to solve our problems
0: and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the podcast, baby. We're out. Out.